Previously on Todd Rumbus's Bram Stoker's Castlevania, Clancy Belmont called Lord Vlad Dracula out on some evil stuff. And what will a do-good Belmont do about it? So he whipped him but good. But a soldier witnessed the whole thing. I'm court-martialing your ass, Clancy Belmont! Years later, Simon's useless aunt and uncle made him go to a town meeting. You will come with us to the meeting because everyone in the family has to be there or we can't be rich. How can meeting together make us rich people? I don't have time for this. My heart is psyched that you guys are here. It can now be revealed what I started that Kickstarter campaign for a couple months ago. But it was not a good party. All right, boys! Bats! A bad development. Mayor! End this now! It's too late, mortal. Our master is here. The tall figure looks at them for a moment, then puts his black cape over his face and poofs into a bat. Just then, a skeleton threw a bone at Simon. This can't be real. To his credit, this is some crazy junk. Town Hall, Interior, Night. The mayor's bone sails dubiously through the mellifluous air. Simon, who is still electrified by fear and stress, just stands there, unknowing what to do. Vampire Killer, Simon's hand-me-down whip from his father, itches for action, but cannot whip out on its own. He, the whip is a he, is only capable of three or so feelings and two of them are impatience, and he does his best to convey himself to Simon through ESP or whatever. Simon senses the itch just in the nick of timing, and flings VK, that's the name for Vampire Killer, right into the ridiculous bone. It explodes in flame and marrow and dust, what with all the bodies and gross scents floating around. It's really nasty in here now, but Simon knows that since there are three skeleton jerks to slay, it's gonna get nastier. The two skellies that were muscle guys are Frankenstein walking towards Simon now. They aren't used to being just bones, but they're still fast, and Simon has to shut this junk down. Time to sweep these crummy guys. He brings VK back hard and moves it across the walkway of the two bone men, getting them good across the middle region. They break apart and blow up in the most crybaby way, not caring what kind of mess they are making. The mayor skeleton is getting ready for another attack of bone throwing, grabbing at the exploded leftovers of his friends. The mayor skeleton grabs a crotch bone off the floor and puts his entire hate-filled emotion into the throw. Gross, Mayor! That's where their butts and ding-dongs were! Simon makes a monster jump towards the skeleton mayor and his immoral choice of weapon. In a fell stroke, Simon whips down diagonally, first hitting the flying crotch bone, but then also the mayor centeredly in the chest. The skeleton mayor, in the same way as the skeleton minions before him, explodes amazingly. But then, the bolts stop midair and swirl around in a circle midair too. Simon lands with his boots, not understanding this development. The bones rendezvous back together to reform the skeleton mayor, but his head is on backwards and he looks like the village bozo right now. Simon permeates a belly chuckle. You said I'd be the one with the bad night, but it looks like you've got it backwards. How does a skeleton, a thing without skin or eyebrows, get mad? Well, our special effects team shows you, because this skeleton is dang ragey. 
He saw himself coming back together scarily to the terror of Simon, but it was like a talent show with a dweeb, pimply girl dancing. His mixed-up appearance was definitely hilarious and worth making fun of. Anyway, his eye sockets are slanted like mad eyes, and where the eyes would be is blood and fire, which the audience realizes at this point is Dracula's preferred stuff. You will now suffer for your interfering. Die! Die! No thanks, but I'll take a number one with cheese. The skeleton mare sees an opportunity in Simon's childish behavior. He has climbed his high horse too much this time and is not unguarding. The skeleton mare raises his hands to straighten his head, but then throws his head like a headless horseman. Simon doesn't have the moments to react. Whoa! The mare's head nails Simon right in his whipping arm, and there's a splash of fire and disgusting blood. Ah! As Simon reviews his damage, the skeleton mare rakes another skull from the floor. It totally doesn't match his neck bone, and it looks pretty dopey, but Simon is unable to find the funniness in it. Simon is kneeled in pain. The skeleton mare approaches him. You brat of a Belmont! Your line ends here! My line? Simon realizes it in echo thought. My father! The skeleton mare grabs Simon by his thick hero hair. Simon tries to raise his injured arm, but skeleton mare slaps it away quickly. A sick at the party feeling is coming over Simon now. Looks like the death hour for you, child. The skeleton mare raises his violent arm in a hammer fist. Simon is maybe a little sorry for being a proud guy earlier. He looks deep into his enemy's eyes of fire, but they are dim suddenly and there is a bone-to-metal impact sound. An axe has clambered through the skeleton mare's jaw, shattering it like a dream from yesterday's past. A voice beams from the back of the hall, a lady voice. Bolt out of his grasp, you lunk, or be left for your grave. With his healthy arm, Simon pushes the skeleton mare away. His foe is dizzy, not defeated altogether. Simon whips his face back to where the voice came from. A cloaky figure stands small but powerfully in the doorway. She holds another axe with attitude. Come on, this place is creepy and a paradise for death. Simon peers back at the skeleton mare who is looking like an adult with responsibilities again. His bony hands are raised and the fire now lights higher in his eyes. He begins to sing a chant. Melura, Melura Baja. Simon has a giggle about this because part of his mouth is gone and he can't really talk right. Hey, you boy. It's pretty funny stuff, I guess. But we have to make a fire escape now. I feel bad about what is happening. The skeleton mare's eye fire dims down low, then goes out sadly. Some woo-woo ghost sounds start, which are spooky to a high degree. They grow with each woo until you can't really hear much. We can barely hear the lady at the door go, Stop the presses, says Simon, and the viewingers at home and in the theater. Just who is this chick, babe, and how does she even know Simon and his name? The seconds to think about it are about one or two, because some of the windows start to break. Earlier, the revived Dracula has made a mockery of windows by crashing through one, but now windows are a total joke. They are all breaking. And Simon ducks under a chair and covers his head, which he remembered from tornado drills in school. Through the windows fly glimmery ectoplasms. The ghost woos are enough to cause ear pain in our characters. 
The ectoplasm flip madly in the town hall. One by one, they suck themselves into the bodies of the dead, bat-drained villagers. Also, one by one, the bodies quake angrily because they don't want to wake up. But they do because it's time for school. School for coming back and killing 101. They are some aggravated spirits. They're claiming new vessels to walk the earth again. The bodies start moving and standing in a complaining teenager way. But they are now controlled by ectoplasm spirits, so they sulkily do as they're told. Simon! For real, though! It was time to go earlier, but now it's definitely time to go! Now the bodies can officially be called zombies, and we'll call them that. They aren't super gross because they're pretty fresh, but their eyes are rolled up. Yeah, but at least they aren't stingy. It's a bad situation, but it could be worse is what I'm saying. The zombies don't care anything about the cloaked figure in the door. They only go for Simon. They clumsily knock over a bunch of folding chairs, and it blocks the way up fast. There's got to be 40 or so of these buttholes. Whip a few and make a path to get over here. Yeah, she knows a good bit too much about Simon and his whip to make him comfortable, but he doesn't have time for this crap. I cannot, my whip arm is injured. Use your left arm, you dang fool. It's awkward to use a left hand, a lot like a newly respirited dead body, but Simon switches whip arms and flies it around his head. VK is all about some sending evil to bed with no dinner or favorite shows, so this situation isn't so bad. Simon takes down the closest guy to him. The zombie lets out a groan, and the ectoplasm comes out. It is shamed and sent away for now. The body itself falls to the floorboards and burns up fast in fire. Another axe from the cloaked lady slams down the zombie coming to Simon on the right. They've got the way of this down. Simon even whips a guy behind him as he winds up and then another in front of him when he shoots VK forward. And it was on purpose. Simon and the cloaked lady take down dummy after dummy, but it's still a lot of these guys. Simon sees a path through the zombies and the mess of chairs and he runs into the path. But a zombie arm that Simon didn't see is in that path. It grabs his boot and Simon has a hard trip. The cloaked lady gasps and runs his way. At this point, some of those zombies are thinking, okay, we need to get that guy, but this cloaky girl is also on our nerves, so they're heading her way too. Ruth finds herself in trouble pretty quickly because there are just so many of these undead. Maybe some that hadn't been counted yet because they took their time standing up and no one helped them. They're like ten or so shaky walking at her now. Ruth is ashamed and pissed at herself because she knows good that she should be careful, but wasn't and she sees that Simon is being pulled at by four or five guys. We've all been waiting for this moment, and then it happens on us. Simon sees his undead aunt and uncle approaching. They look sad and mad and out for fresh meat. Simon has about three or so emotions for his aunt and uncle, but they blast his heart all at once like a fire hose for feeling, and he is frozen and bummed out. Simon, to your feet and out of here! Ruth takes out a few more zombs around her, but it doesn't do much good for Simon. He generously kicks at the grabby hands about him, but of course they don't receive pain in their dead hearts, so it's for zilch as they say. Ah, do something! I cannot! A large and annoyed sigh covers the room. There is some Latin whispering, and a flash covers the room in goodness and heavenliness. 
and the zombies collapse unitedly, and the ectoplasm souls plow through the air out of the broken windows to rest once more. Ruth and Simon look around like, what? And they look towards the door, and an old man in the same kind of cloak takes a baby step forward. He is holding a cross on high, and he lowers it satisfiedly. The camera swooshes towards him. You were like, your help will be unnecessary, father. You're right, is what I say to that. Cut to black.